the 41st episode of the Not Your Mama's Gaming Podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I am one of your co-hosts, Samantha Blackman, and I am an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, and I work in the English department in rhetoric and composition, and my areas of specialty are digital rhetorics and minority rhetorics. Um, and you're fascist. And I'm a fascist. Yay! Oh, good. That's a recent development. Yeah, that's new. No, well, it's not well. new. Every time I make a change, because I'm also an administrator, but every time I make a change, I'm a fascist. And mm. I made a change this year, so I'm a fascist all over again. Yay. Not just a fascist, but a greedy fascist. I'm a greedy fascist who was making money on the backs of uh, poor undergraduates. But you know what? I love it! How do we require that we buy something for college? Who do we think we are? <laughs> That's my life. And so I am joined this week as in every podcast week by my two co-hosts, Alex Lane and Nicole Marie. Ladies? Alex just started looking at my shirt and looking at my... uh, I've never never noticed your tattoo before. That one? Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, My name is Alex. I am a PhD candidate at Purdue University here in Lafayette, and um, I'm studying gender issues in the video game industry. And this is a new development that you don't know about yet, but I have created a enormous database of all uh, indie video game companies so that I can, and their information and stuff like that, so that I can contact them through my dissertation. Yay. That is what I've been working on in the last week. So that's new. That's what I've been doing. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Nicole Marie and I am a now professional gamer because that's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> and or watch Law and Order SVU. That was that was my day yesterday. Like no joke. I went to bed and I was watching Law and Order SVU. I woke up and I watched Law and Order SVU. So um but I graduated from Purdue this past summer semester, and now I'm just seeking a job and continuing doing the the godly work that we do here at Not Your Mamas. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so we'll go about this week as we go about every week with our usual stuff, um, which is what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Um, and so... What are we playing? Uh, Alex, what are you playing this this time around? Um, I'm playing a lot of the same stuff, but I do a couple new things. I've been playing lots of Dungeon Defenders, my Raptor Weekly um, sheet that it sends me on all the hours that I've put into games. Always has been for like the last month has had Dungeon Defenders at the top. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Dungeon Defenders. I have been playing a lot of Fez. Um, actually sat down with Mike and played a lot of that. He really enjoyed that as well, so... That's cool. Um, yeah, it's it was it was really fun. I like that game a lot. Um, and we're at a part now that we can't quite figure out, so sort of hard. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Heyday, and I made a profit spreadsheet that says the profitability of each item um, in Heyday, and including like all the stuff that it takes to make it, and what those cost, and then how much your profitability is for each thing. So I can send that spreadsheet to you if you want. You really did that. I really did. You want to see it? Sorry. You made a spreadsheet for a glorified Farmville. She's showing me this fucking spreadsheet. She is insane. Okay, we are so going to post this 
to see? the blog so that everybody can see how crazy she is. I'm going to do, do a per minute profitability to see what has the highest per minute profitability of all the different items. I I was avoiding working, okay? You have taken fucking geek to a whole new level. <laughs> say, how, do you, how are you getting a PhD? <laughs> Luckily, this is the kind of shit that I study, so I'm... Yeah. So see, see, look at all this different. See, see, see. You want to oh make some? God. You want to make some carrot cake? Boom. She has turned into a true database nerd. All right. So what else you playing? Um, I'm playing uh, Dragonville, which is a iOS game where you have a bunch of dragons. You don't have that one yet. You should download that one. It's pretty fun. You have different kinds of dragons, and then you breed them together, and uh, you're like a wizard, and you own these islands. Um, that are full of, it's just like, uh, just like any game where you try to like, like Zooville and all that crap where you try to get people to come visit your dragons. Um, uh, so I've been playing a lot of that. That was pretty fun. I'll don't download Dragonville if you download no zombies. No zombies? Is mm-hmm. that an iOS game? Mm-hmm. Okay. Done. Let me find my phone. All right. Uh, and I've been playing, my indie game of the week is, uh, The Misadventures of PB Winterbottom. So I'll, uh, I'll, uh. Talk about that later during my indie game of the week. I wanted to give a little preview of my indie game next time, which is 30 Flights of Loving, which is totally effed up and weird, but it's a brand new indie game that just came out. Um, they, the, the, the hook to it is that they say it tells a better story in 12 minutes than most games do in 12 hours, and it's like a linear storyline. So I'm sort of interested to see what happens with that. Um, and then something that I'm incredibly excited for right now is XCOM Enemy Unknown, which comes out in October. Have you guys heard of this? Yes. Made by Firaxis and 2K, the people who made Civilization. So it's supposed to be like an action strategy, turn-based role-playing, I don't know what, with aliens. So I don't know. It's going to be crazy, I think. Do you know anything about it, Nicole? You know, we actually just got some info on it at work, but all I was there for was the Madden release, so they wouldn't let me look at it. <laughs> so <laughs> when I work later today, I will know more about it. All right, yeah, you should uh, you should check it out because I think I think a Firaxis 2K action adventure role play sounds awesome, but mixed in with like the strategy. Um, yeah, that's definitely awesome. Should be sweet. And it's hard to tell, too, because, like, the Civilization previews always show, like, uh, like one group firing bows and arrows and then another one, like, bringing in tanks. So it looks like it's a fighting game, but it's not. Um, and so but so the, the previews of this one looks like it's people actually fighting, but you don't know if those are, like, the video cutscenes that they're showing, but the actual oh, gotcha. play is, like, a sort of a, like, a God view turn-based thing or not so i don't know so we'll see what we'll see as more uh, previews come out what it, what the actual game, game gameplay looks like but i'm super excited that's october 9th so i'll see you on october 13th <laughs> sounds good <laughs> yeah you will because uh, i'll be around october 13th because well since you started with you ended with what you're excited for um i'll say what i'm excited for i'm excited for a whole lot of stuff your 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 october game is xcom of course everybody knows that one of my october games is definitely um assassin's creed liberation yeah. mm-hmm. um, that's gonna be sweet and um uh, one of our grad students here is still trying to convince me that i'm gonna buy the uh, limited edition white Vita that comes out with it because he wants to buy my old, my old Vita, yep. my old Vita that I've probably played games on for a total of like two or three hours. <laughs> that's, that's, 
And he's like, yeah, and then I can buy your old one. I'm like, yeah, my old one is still brand spanking new, oh, except now it has ravioli on it. Oh, well, you better oh. new one. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you should just off. Well, because it makes a beautiful um, Netflix machine because it's got that beautiful crystal clear screen and sure. the screen is bigger and it's great for watching Netflix, especially if you're four. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. So it's got a little ravioli on it because... You know, um, as as appeasement for the fact that I was going out for a faculty mixer kind of thing, on after we had come already come home, I left the Vita with the kid and let her play with it while I was gone, and her other mama let her watch it while she was eating ravioli, so it kind of got ravioli on it. <clears throat> All right, uh, but that's okay, because I also I also for the first time ever I bought the special if your kid breaks it will replace it warranty. Um, from Target when I bought it. Oh, that's good. I know that's a new thing. They were like, well, this even replaces it if your kid breaks it. And I was like, sold, I'll take it. Because <laughs> um, I was not buying, this is the first time that I have not bought two of a um, of a handheld. So she doesn't have her own. Yeah. Well, no, she didn't have a 3DS any, either because, well, she's too young for the 3D, but yeah. she, she had a DS already, so she didn't need one. Um. All right. So what I've been playing, and yeah, I know, God, that always sounds like I got such a spoiled kid, but she plays educational games on them, really. Um, first, <laughs> uh, if if people had money to spoil their kids, they probably would, right? Wouldn't everybody spoil their kids if they had the means and the ability? And Some people are kind of, I won't say crazy, but some people don't. That's right. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. I spoil my dogs, okay? So no Yeah, but your dogs are you. really cute. I would spoil the shit out of them, too, especially Biggs, man. Nicole, have you seen pictures of Biggs yet? Yes, he's so adorable. He slept, he spooned Smalls last night. I saw that picture. Isn't that insane? So along with Alex's crazy heyday spreadsheet, we'll also post pictures of the newest member of the Not Your Mama's Gamer. <laughs> That's right, Biggs. Biggs Lane. <laughs> <laughs> We've been calling him Big Stuff, Mr. Biggs, Biggles, Aww. all of those things. He's adorable. I was going to steal him. Um, <laughs> I feel like the size of my face. Oh, my God. He's going to be big. Yeah, he's going to be big. Compared to Smalls. Yeah. Smalls is like beating him up now. Smalls better watch out. Well, Smalls is 100% the dominant dog in that relationship. Yeah, until <laughs> Biggs, get, Biggs realizes how big he's going to get, he's going to whoop her ass. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure Smalls <laughs> still will be the dominant one, though. Because if they grow up that way, they just, it's so funny to see a big dog being like told what to do by a tiny little dog. Well, and that's why like we're letting, like normally we'd put a stop to it, but we want him to think he's small and gentle and stuff, you know, and like submissive. Because we don't want him when he's big to like go terrorize other dogs. So well, he won't her... be that big because he's a, he's an old English bulldog. So he's only going to be about 60 pounds or so, right? Yeah. And he's the runt. Yeah. So we're hoping about 50. Yeah. Um, so he's not gonna, yeah, he's not gonna be huge, but still, we kind of want her to own him. He's not gonna be like our saint was. Our saint Bernard was huge. No, no, no. And that's why we called all we called all small dogs uh, puppy snacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, that's, that's my dog. So that that would always happen was that they would become a puppy snack. Well, wouldn't it be funny if little fourteen pound smalls and you have like fifty pound bigs? Like bigs comes over and tries to take something, and she like jumps on him and like like tackles him to the ground or that something. That probably will happen. That'd be pretty funny. All right, so uh, other stuff that I played. <clears throat> um, we went to Jing Han. 
Yeah. I don't think we recorded since we went to no. Gen Con. Alex and I went to Gen Con and had a hell of a good time. We bought um, way too many board games and card games. Um, we forgot to do a post about that. We'll have to do that. We do. We'll have week. to do a post about it. Um, and we've I've since played lots of board games and card games. Um, but I won't talk about those necessarily now because. But what I did, what that did make me do, was play more Catan online. I actually played Catan on the PC at the Play Catan site that's run by Mayfair. How is it? Um, it's, it's fine. It's a little, it's slow. It's slow moving. Because mm. um, I like the, uh, we have Catan on the iPad that we play constantly. And yeah. I like that. And then there's a there's a, a third party website that does a Catan game that um, he ended up shutting down because he got sick of people complaining. But it is Awesome, and you can do like nights and cities. But if you didn't have an account when he shut down, you can't mm-hmm. get one now. Oh, well, that's it's, it's asshole brain is what it's called, but it's so good. It's such a good site. Mm-hmm. I love Catan. That's like one of my favorite games ever. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but we'll 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 talk about the Gen Con stuff elsewhere because yeah. I'm gonna talk about the other fun games that we've been playing. Munchkin. Munchkin. Um. <laughs> So I've been playing a couple of different iOS games. Um, I've been playing 10 Million, um, which is a pretty interesting... um, It's like a platformer is basically what it is. It's a little indie game. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, But you kind of upgrade your weapons, upgrade your skills, upgrade your armor, and you go through um, and you uh, play this little platformer. and you have to, the, it's called 10 million because you need 10 million, um, you're, you're trapped in this dungeon in the platformer, and you need 10 million points to escape. Um, so, but it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Um, I've been playing for a while. I don't know if I will get to 10 million points because I think I'm at like 2 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's getting a little repetitive because basically you're playing the same level over and over again. You just get to upgrade your armor and weapons. But it's cute. It's very fun. And it's free. So at least I think it was free. No, maybe it was a dollar ninety-nine. I think it was a dollar ninety-nine. I take that back. It wasn't free. Um okay, I started a new game on Facebook. Just horrible with these Facebook. You started games. a Facebook game? I did start a Facebook game and I haven't invited you yet. Sorry. Chefville. Chefville. I think that one. Chefville. Oh, no, I played Cafeville. Cafeville, yeah. This is a new one. It's called Chefville. Well, um and yeah. I played Chefville. I could make a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this does lend itself well to a spreadsheet <clears throat> yeah so i've been playing chefville um anybody wants to add me on chefville come on add me as a facebook friend i'm samantha blackman b-l-a-c-k-m-o-n i need chefville friends because none of my friends are playing chefville i only got oh, like four or five neighbors you tell me about a game and i'm there man <laughs> <laughs> i invited your mom and she actually didn't um she didn't see it then. <laughs> My mom is an addict. Your mom. Uh, Alex's mom, I played like 50 different Facebook games with her. Um, <laughs> and iOS games. All right. Uh, Nickelodeon Dance. I played some Nickelodeon Dance because P and I have been playing some Nickelodeon Dance and having some fun. Actually, I've been trying to do everything I can to wear her out before bed. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> so yeah. we've been playing Nickelodeon Dance. Cute. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's nothing like dancing with Dora and Diego, except when you get to those, uh, like those advanced songs, those songs will kick your ass, man. I'm like, really? Little kids can't do this. I'm like, I'm tired. (laughs) Um, 
but some of the moves are pretty advanced for uh for kids, but it's fun. Um I'm still playing Professor Layton and the Last Spectre. Um and now I will embrace it even more. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit when we talk mm-hmm. about the news. Yeah. Um couple more games. I'm playing No Zombies Allowed that I'm making Alex Lane join and play on the iOS, which is like a tower defense game. It's pretty repetitive. You have to kill zombies. It's kind of like um, it really reminds you of what The Walking Dead would be if they made it into a really cutesy, free iOS game Mm -hmm. um, where you just shoot zombies and build houses and start little businesses. Because Obviously, money still has some value here at uh, in uh, No Zombies Land. But the, one of the interesting things about No Zombies uh, Allowed is that it uh, uses your location um, software in your in your iPhone or iPad, so it names the city whatever city you're actually in. Yeah. Um, and it actually searches when you um, start supply runs. It searches for places that are near where you are at that moment and actually makes supply runs to those places. <laughs> hmm. um, it's cute. Yeah. Um, playing a couple of, uh, well, at least one older thing as well. Um, I started playing Braid again. This time I'm playing it, playing through it on the PC. Um, the 2009 game by everybody's favorite developer, Jonathan Blow. Um <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Charisma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because that's our next um games club. We have a we have a, a, a club for games, just like we have book clubs where we all play the same game and then talk about it once a month. So Braid is the next one we're gonna do because we're gonna talk start talking about a series of art games, indie games, um our games, indie games, and like specialized mechanics. So we're going to play Brave first, and then we're going to move into stuff like Limbo and some other fun stuff. Um, I also played uh, some more new Super Mario Brothers 2 for the 3DS. Yeah, I'm a coin collecting fool. Um, How is it? It's actually pretty fun. I can't wait to get it. I, Super Mario Bros. is one of my favorite games. It's actually, yeah, I can't wait either. I have it over here. I'll let you play it before we go. All right. And... Uh, the last thing that I've been playing is Slender, right? This is the the new, I guess it's kind of a survival horror game that everybody's talking about. The mechanics are really simple um, in that the game is supposed to scare the shit out of you. Um, and and I wanted to play it just because I'm always skeptical um, of games actually scaring the shit out of me because <laughs> very little actually frightens me. Um and I have to say that, you know, people have talked about the fact that they've screamed out loud. There are all these videos online of people, like, losing their shit when they're playing the game. Yeah. And I played for a while. You're supposed to collect eight pages from, you know, eight pages throughout. I collected two of the eight pages um, in about the, the hour, less than an hour, probably, I played. And basically, all that game did was make me motion sick. <laughs> I, I mean, could see that. I could see that. The only, the only anxiety that I felt was from the fact that I was just wandering around not getting anything. And it wasn't like anxiety in terms of, you know, tension that builds as you play the game. It was just like anxious that nothing was happening and I was getting bored. 
Um, I'll give it another chance because they say that, because I still haven't seen Slender Man. Um, and they say that, you know, the first time you see Slender Man, it like some people scream out loud and blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. I'll, uh, I'll check it out and, and see what happens. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, nothing for me so far. That's all I've been playing. Cool. Well, I guess I, on that note, I could say that I, I at least booted up Slender, got it going and started playing. And then my, my tiny little netbook was like, nope not gonna happen so i will play it though i will play the whole thing um gosh i'm still only finishing up assassin's creed revelations because i think i'm just so bored with the same repetitive like surroundings and same things going over and over again capture the templar den climb up the thing light it on fire like go get more assassins i'm i think i'm just bored with it so it's taking me a really long time to get through it all um so i got out doom 3 and decided to replay that before the bfg edition comes out this october because oh, i'm really nice. excited for that yeah it's gonna come out on all the consoles and i don't remember did doom 3 come out on the consoles does anybody know that I don't, I don't remember. Know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think it did. So I'm really excited to have it on my Xbox because it's only going to be $39.99 and it's going to be like a remastered edition of it, which I'm hoping that they're going to have because the first two Dooms are on XBLA and they're actually super cheap too. I think they're only 2 or $4 to pick them up. But I'm hoping that maybe they throw something like those in there with it too, just to, because with the remastered editions, they normally do a few of them together. Um, so I've been replaying that and talk about a game that scares the absolute crap out of me just because you can't have your flashlight and your gun up at the same time. And it just kills me. Just absolutely kills me. You like shoot, shoot your gun and all of a sudden the thing you thought was like 10 feet away from you is right up in your face. So, and then I've also been playing um, another free app of the day. This is like the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life is free app of the day. Um, it's called Cross Me Color. And it's like color crossword puzzles, basically, except there's no like word element to it whatsoever. It's like a, a big grid. And then it'll tell you, like, in this line of blocks, you have to have, like, I don't know, like, ten green ones, and then you have to have two red ones, but they have to be spaced apart from each other. And then the whole thing is surrounded by these, like, color instructions, and you have to figure out how to place them in the right spot according to the numbers that they're supposed to be. And then it creates a little picture. And it's just, it's, it's so simple, but it's, it's really challenging at the same time. So I'm really enjoying it for like the mental challenge because it, as it gets harder, it definitely gets way more, way more difficult, way, 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 way more difficult. So that's been fun. I'm really not playing a whole lot because apparently my life consists of Law and Order SBU. <laughs> well, I think you, I don't know if you'll, um, well, you should be able. You may be able to play it. I sent you a code for something else yesterday via Facebook. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I did, but you know what? It wouldn't work. I had to open it on another browser, so I just didn't get to it right away. 
Ah, okay. So. So, I I figured you had something. You would have something to keep you uh, occupied. <clears throat> Heck yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, that's what we're playing. Um. Once again, you know what? I got to get better at this. I am not reading a damn thing because school started last <laughs> week. And between school and Gen Con and orientation, <clears throat> um, I have read... Um, composing Yourself. <laughs> I wrote Composing Yourself, so I don't have to read that. <laughs> I read. Um, I did read uh, Booker T. Washington's Up From Slavery and Patricia Hills Collins', C- Collins um, Black F- Feminism uh, book. Um, but neither one of those has anything to do with games. <laughs> um, what about uh, if we say by next time we'll each have read something? Yeah, I'm, I can do that because I've I've got I actually stuck my Kindle in my uh, in my bag and I actually bought like three new game theory books that are just waiting for me to read them. I'll read Fifty Shades of Grey. You are not reading Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh my god! At least you will not tell me about it if you read Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh huh. You can tell me you wrote it, but I don't hear, read it. I don't want to hear shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I know. The the horror of it is is now that you say that, I can imagine that my mother probably has that loaded on her Kindle. Seriously, every one of my friends outside of school, um, uh, like uh, has read that and like really wants me to read it and stuff. Like they're my my mom's reading it, and that was the most horrifying revelation of my entire life. <laughs> oh, you're like, mom, please don't tell me that. Like, I really didn't want to know that. Like, I know what's going on in that book. That's like that book has sex, mom. It has sex. I don't <laughs> like, know that. To know what that is, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, I've been reading the usual blogs, keeping up on stuff, keeping up on news, because that's really important to me. Yeah. Uh, yep. But yeah, other than that, not a whole, whole lot of anything substantial. substantial. Yeah. I think we're probably all in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. That goes across the board. But so, but we are all committed that by next time. We'll have, yeah, one book read. Yep, at least. <laughs> I say at least, as if we're going to read three. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good, because that'll give me a reason. Because it's hard, because it's the first time I've ever not been in classes in my life. And uh, so it's weird, like, not having tasks and deadlines, and it's hard to, like, do your own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Like, I have been in classes straight without one single semester off since I was in preschool. Yeah. You know? And so all of a sudden it's like, huh. I had that same problem once when I was in grad school. I took a summer off from classes once um, because I had actually gotten really sick at the beginning of the at the beginning of the summer. When I say really sick, it's like I got I never had chicken pox as a kid, so I got them as an adult. And if you ever get chicken pox as an adult, that is like the worst thing in the entire world. It's really bad, right? It is really oh. bad. I mean, so even after like the chicken pox were visually gone. Um, it had zapped so much of my energy that I couldn't even walk up and down the stairs of my apartment without resting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was horrible. So I took the summer off because I just needed to rest my body and get my shit together. Yeah. And I was so fucking bored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was imagine. horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Yep. 
And then, yeah, when then that's always the thing when you finish, when you, you start writing the dissertation, it's like you're not taking classes after you finish taking your after you finish your coursework, you're not taking classes. Yep. It's like, huh, what do I do now? I know it's weird because like I'm doing lots of stuff, but like I'm not like reading. Uh huh. It's so weird. Yeah, it is a weird feeling because I'm not in school and I'm definitely feeling that burn too. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have to make stuff. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so ladies, what you drinking? Water. Water? Yep. Water. Lovely. <laughs> I am drinking a, uh, don't talk about me, Trenta. A Trenta iced coffee from um, the coffee place. Everybody knows what coffee place is. They use weird Italian names. Um, yeah, and I talked about when they said that they were going to come out with this Trenta coffee thing. I was like, that's just rampant consumerism. Dave, the more coffee they give you, the more coffee you drink. It's just who needs a coffee that size? Yep. And then, <laughs> yep. Because it's like, it's like some ungodly amount. It's like 40 something. No, it's 30, 30 ounces. 30 ounces. So I'm drinking a 30 ounce iced coffee. Hoo hoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling it? You feeling it? I'm rolling like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's okay. I'm drinking Diet Coke. Woo! Yeah! Ow! That is <laughs> just as exciting as my water. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what are we on? News now? Now we go to news. News. Oh, hey. What you got for us? I want to have a microphone so I can. Well, I guess I do. But OK. So they've already announced a new Skyrim DLC. Um, What is it? Hearthguard or Hearthfire? Hearthfire. Hearthfire. For 360. But as I was reading this, I was sitting there and I was like, that's awesome. Cool. Wait a second. Did like PS3 ever get Dawnguard yet? And I, I, I don't think they have. Like that was actually a really big thing on Kotaku earlier this morning was they were talking about how um, Bethesda is really upset that it's not on PS3 yet. So I don't know what sort of like political bureaucratic situation they're in that they just can't get this done, but... <laughs> I hope that they get it before Hearthfire comes out, but it's next week, so that's exciting. It looks really cool. It's yeah. Definitely. Now you'll be able to get a house and adopt children, right. and it looks, it looks really, really cool. But I haven't had enough time to get through all my Dawn Guard yet, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to it. Mm. And I didn't see a price for it. Did you guys see a price for it? I was wondering if they were going to make it free. That would be nice. Because yeah. Dawnguard was 20 bucks. So I'm not dishing out another 20 for a DLC that I probably won't get to for a little right. bit. Um, so that's it's that. And then it's more uh, fably. That's, that's the only thing that's been... I was like, oh, so they're trying to make Skyrim fable. Yeah, because that is like the... Not the most distinct thing between the two, but as far as the interaction with your house and everything, it definitely is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
So are you going to be able to sell property and stuff or it won't, will it not be? I don't know. They didn't say you can sell property. They say that you can, you can buy a house now. So, uh, but they haven't said anything about selling it. Gotcha. So we shall see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm all about adding on to Skyrim because I'll play that till the day I die. <laughs> well, whatever the next one comes out, but, <laughs> um, And then I also saw this today, and I'm really excited about this. I don't know how it'll turn out. Like, it could end up being something really bad. Um, But NHL 13 is going to be the first professional sports simulation game to introduce female playable characters. All right. So that's really exciting. Like, they're going to have girls that you can also play. And But the thing is that I'm kind of thinking when this happens is that they're going to end up having... I don't want to say that they're going to have some sort of backlash, but it seems very interesting to me that they would add that because are there professional female players? No, but remember that was, there was that story about the young girl who wrote in and said, um, I really love playing this game, um, but I can't play as myself. And she's like a, she's like a teenage hockey player. So they actually put her face in as the, as one of the characters Okay. But the thing is, like, there are professional female hockey players. There are, but they just don't play in the NHL. In the NHL, yeah. And there's plenty of female football players, plenty of female basketball players. They just play in different leagues. So I I think mixing them, especially in a video game, why not, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's awesome, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I think that that can only be mean good things, even if it maybe isn't. Well, there isn't technically a woman in the NHL. Yeah. Besides the U- USA Hockey, which is like the league that runs all that kind of stuff, a friend of mine plays in a in a, a co-ed league there. Like they have huge, devoted huge amounts of information and or uh, time and resources to getting more women involved in hockey. Like they have magazines that they dedicate just to the female hockey players. They have. Um, leagues they have tons of funding for them they have they have tons of stuff so it doesn't surprise me at all that they are supporting uh, female players yeah that's That's awesome yeah they're they're really cool that's really cool i hope that the nhl 13 like the nhl series like fans will be just as welcoming to the idea because i'm sure it's a predominantly male fan base that they have i'm sure because it's a sports game where female avatars don't get to participate Right. Well, let's see, but that's assuming that women don't play it. I mean, I play a lot of uh, Madden. I'm Did you pick it. up Madden? I'm not. I don't know if I'm buying it this year. Okay. It's supposed to be totally redone. Well, that's what they say. We'll see. Okay. Right. Well, I just mean like I. I think more women would play if there were actually female avatars in it. Right. That they yeah. can see themselves playing it. If they can see themselves playing, it and they see. Yeah, themselves. definitely. Yeah, because I used to play the hockey games all the time with my brother when we were little. Yeah, so did I. <clears throat> yeah, big time. Yeah, mm. I may pick up Madden, but I've been kind of uh, saving my pennies for uh, the Crawl the Crazy October releases, man. Oh, I know. October's going to be insane. I had to pre- I pre-ordered 11 games. <laughs> <laughs> I need that a is, job at GameStop. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Discount DK, you get a good. Well, we can talk about it later. <laughs> uh, um, 
And the other, I just thought that this was kind of funny, but at the same time, maybe says something about what, what outsiders think of our media culture going on in the United States. Um, but in the new Devil May Cry, um, their boss is, and this is the quote from them, because they, obviously they're not going to come out and say, oh, it's it's so-and-so, but... They're like, this video game boss is one particular American media outlet that shall go unna- unnamed. But the the actual, like, visuals that they put out of it, it's very clearly Fox News. Like, it's someone who's on Fox News. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really funny that that's how, who's going to be their, their villain in the game is basically, <laughs> like, someone who is on Fox News and you're going to have to defeat them. That's pretty sweet. Isn't that who all the villains are? Basically. Basically. I'm joking. If anybody out there is a big fan of Fox News, I'm just kidding. Oh, please. I'm sure Fox News and us have a huge fan base that's crossing over. We had a huge... (laughs) I know. I know. That's like one of my... One of the people that I actually went to... um, middle school with that I'm Facebook friends with now is like this huge Republican. Mm. And uh, so I have to like, and we're Facebook friends. So I have to like, it's so election time. I have to block her. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm not listening to the shit you got to say right now. I don't, know, I don't watch myself, but she's probably blocked me too. So we're probably even. You're probably <clears throat> Just unfriend. That's what I've been doing. Oh, I unfriended a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, Friends, yeah. Family members, you name it. Lots of family yep. members. <laughs> and I, I wanted to, one of the things that I'm going to throw, throw, throw this in is that this morning, there was a whole shitload of news that came out of uh, um, Nintendo, right? The yep. News Direct for the 3DS. And the reason that I was talking about playing Professor Layton so avidly is that the, the announcement came about um, the sixth Professor Layton game for the 3DS. <clears throat> um, Professor Layton and the Legacy of Super Civilization A. It is the sixth and last Professor Layton game. Yep. I'm so sad. That's insane, <laughs> man. That's rough. That's rough for you. It is. <clears throat> I'm a huge Professor Layton fan, and now I'm really sad. I'm really sad that they're doing away with Professor Layton. I don't know how to act. I don't know what to do. But then they did. They they showed some uh, cool screens from um, the new uh, Paper Mario, the sticker game that looks like it's yep. going to be a whole shit ton of fun. I love the Paper Mario game. I love the Paper Mario too. Yeah. And I'm and I'm really looking forward to that on the 3DS. There's a lot of other news. There's gonna be a pink 3DS XL. Who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a a new game coming out from the Pokemon creators, but it's not Pokemon. It's a it's another rhythm game. It's a platformer meets a rhythm game. I've never been able to get into those rhythm games. Interesting. Um, I, but, uh, I definitely know they have a huge fan base, though. Like, the newest do. one that came out was insane. What was it? Theater Rhythm? Or theater th- Rhythm or Theater yeah. Rhythm or whatever. Yeah. Like, like, games like Bit Trip Runner and stuff? Like, those type of things? No, the tap your screen kind of... You know, I have Bit Trip Runner, but I haven't played it. Or Bit Trip Beats. That's another one. 
I've never like some. elite beat agents and okay. those okay. kinds. <clears throat> and theatric rhythm, yeah, no, I haven't been able to get into those. But <clears throat> it's platformer. I'm sorry, I'm getting hoarse. It's platformer meets uh, rhythm game, so it may be interesting. Um, <clears throat> sadly, they did make a, an announcement about Animal Crossing. Uh, for the 3DS is coming out in Japan in November and not until next year <laughs> in um, America and in Europe. Yeah. I am a lover of the Animal Crossing and I'm really, really sad about this because I've really, really been waiting for this. <clears throat> so I'm not happy. I'm not happy at all. So, but um, there's a lot of, there was some inter some other interesting things come out, but those are the most interesting to me. And that's what counts. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Because right. it's all about me. <clears throat> so, Alex Lane, mm -hmm. Indie Game of the Week. Okay, so Indie Game of the Week this week, uh, are you are you all right? Mm -hmm. Is The Misadventures of PB Winterbottom by 2K Play and Odd Gentleman. Um, it came out in 2010, so it's an older game. Um, it's a puzzle platformer, uh, and but it is so fun. You said you played it a while ago. Mm -hmm. um, when it came out, I played it on the Xbox. So I just started playing it because it was like a buck or something on Steam. So I was like, oh, I'll what? try this. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was like a dollar twenty that I paid for it. Um, it was like eighty percent off or something. But um, so I played it, and it is adorable. And so you have like you're this guy, PB Witcherbottom, right? And you're like this sort of 18th century English gentleman. Mm -hmm. And the art of it is all like black and white, sort of like old school. Um, and you love pie. And you will, like, do anything to get more pie. Like, actual pie. Chronoberry pie. Chronoberry pie. And, um, chrono because, uh, there's a, you get sucked into a portal. Like, a time-traveling portal, right? Then you get to, like, an alternate universe. And this happens at the beginning of the game, so I'm not spoiling anything. Um, but, uh, so you get sucked into this portal, and you're in this, and you go to this new dimension when you're trying, where you're trying to chase pie. And you can, um, mess with time so that you can record an action and then release time and that that duplicate of yourself will just keep doing that action over and over and over so if you like walk up and flip a switch you can record that and then go on and do other things and that little avatar will keep going and flipping that switch over and over and over and over um so you have to so it's a puzzle platformer so what you do is you have a level like let's say you have a pie up at the top of this column and there's a switch that makes this this uh thing shoot you up to the top um, but you need your avatar to go up and push the switch and then you need to get on the platform that shoots up to the top so that you can go get the pie so you see do you see what i'm saying nicole am i explaining this clearly enough so nicole you still there uh-oh did we lose nicole womp 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 I start talking and the whole thing breaks. Well, keep telling about the game and we'll we'll get in a call. Okay. So uh so then um you just go through and try to collect these pies and then it goes and there's different levels and uh it's uh it's super fun, it's cutesy, um, it's 
it's clever like you like i've only played through i don't know like an hour of it or half hour of it or something like that and so i haven't gotten to too difficult of puzzles yet but um i can see that it's going to be it's going to get tough um even though it's just a simple a simple idea but it's cute it's fun um there's been a lot of comparisons to braid and to portal um braid because you have to mess with time um and portal because you have to like there's there's these puzzles and there's sort of multiple ways to figure out these puzzles um just like and you can like you just sort of like sit there and stare at this level for like five minutes and then you're like got it you know kind of like with portal as well um it's on uh steam for the pc and xbox live and um artistic visuals fun story cute clever engaging so especially if you can just get it for a few bucks. I think it's only like five bucks normally anyway, mm -hmm. but if you can get it's it for 99 for sure, pick it up. Cause it is, it is well, well worth the money. Very cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I heard my text just sending. Oh, there you are. Welcome back. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> got kicked off for a second there. So, oh, okay. We were like, Nicole, Nicole. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right. But we figured we'd go on without you. Yep. Well, it's fine. Because <laughs> we love you. <laughs> All right. So our issue of the week is not really an issue, but more of a discussion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, a while back, um, uh, I had written a post on Not Your Mama's Gamer about, um, what, about what it meant to be a lesbian gamer. Um, so we thought it would be fun to, to get the three of us together and talk about what it means to be a woman gamer, yep. right? Um, and that's a, that's always an interesting thing because, you know, people are like, well, you know, what does it mean to be a woman gamer? What does it mean to be um, a girl gamer? What does it mean? What's the difference? Don't girls just play pink games or don't girls just play the same games and blah, blah, blah. You know, why do you have to talk about what the differences are? Yeah. Um, so we thought it would be fun to do just kind of a get to know us. Here's what it means to be a girl gamer or a woman gamer. Cause I never call myself a girl gamer cause I'm old <laughs> probably more than anything else. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we thought we'd have that conversation. And since you kind of have an insight into me in terms of what it means to be a lesbian gamer, and I'll talk a bit more about what it means to be a woman gamer later. How about we start with you guys? Um, okay. So I've been thinking about this since it was proposed that we do this as a topic and like I have sort of like a intellectual versus body conflict when it comes to this topic, because like intellectually, um, especially if you've done any work in like gender and, and the body and things like that, any like theoretical work, you run into um, claims of and issues with essentialism a lot. Mm -hmm. um, people worry that if you claim, so essentialism for those of you who don't study the, this like ridiculously esoteric thing it's it's essentialism is basically saying that there are only two genders male or uh, male and female there's only two sexes male uh, uh men and women right two two types of genitals etc cetera, etc cetera. um and so when you get into talking about what it's like to be female and do something people get worried that what you're saying is essentialist and and saying that there is only these two types of things and and I fit into this one and you fit into this one. So I 
I do struggle because I really identify with a lot of like the girl gamer culture, female gamer culture, and it's super important to me to fight for women in gaming to have a place in gaming and to have a voice and to be respected and to have a place behind the scenes and all of this stuff. But at the same time, I don't want to be implicitly making the argument that um, that there's some sort of biological absolutism that goes with that right so it's it's <laughs> a difficult argument with people it, when you're around people all the time who work in these issues it's difficult to say i identify as a woman and i identify um, that other people are women and i want to make a safe space for them in order to participate in this community like that is a difficult argument for some people who approach those issues differently and who see more than just male female right and so mm -hmm. i'm I, I certainly don't think that that there are only two genders or two sexes, like that stuff is as messed up as anything else. You know, there's there's millions and millions of different avenues to go around with that. And um, so that's one of my biggest struggles is because I identify as it and I recognize being a girl gamer as something that's super important to me, mm -hmm. but don't want to be exclusive. Do you and know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean because what I find my what happening with me more than anything is when I when I run into women, um, you know, who work in the industry or who are journalists or who are podcasters or just in the online community that say, well, you know, just get over it or just, you know, play like a boy or what difference does it make? Those kinds of dismissive things when we talk about issues that um, issues that pertain specifically to women because they are women in games, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I have to recognize in my head that they have their right to believe the way that they believe. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes it becomes difficult because in their believing in the way that they believe, they are dismissive of women who... Um, who do take a more active or feminist stance. Right. 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 Um, and, yep. and I, I have to stop myself from saying, <clears throat> you know, not only are you being dismissive, but you're also a terrible human being and anti-feminist. <laughs> um, well, because some of them are actually anti-feminist and I think that's because feminism gets a bad rap. Yeah. Um, sure. It's like, oh, those feminists, or I'm not that feminist kind of girl, or I'm not blah, 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 blah. And it's really interesting, because one of the interesting things that I had happened this week, and I was listening to another podcast. I was actually listening to, I listened to so many other podcasts. Um, I want to say it was Gamers with Jobs. Um, and there was... God, don't don't hold me that. But um, there was a woman on who was a guest, um, and they were talking about kind of issues of women being harassed online. And she kind of took that. Well, you know, well, I work in industry, and you know, it happens. We should just get over it. Yeah. My way around it is to just pretend that I'm a 12 year old boy because I have a voice that you can't necessarily yes. distinguish between that of a 12 year old boy and that of a grown woman. Yep. And she was fine with this. Yep. And I'm just like driving along and I'm just getting more and more pissed as I'm driving. Yeah. <clears throat> and thank God, one of the men on the panel finally said, it's really sad that you have to play games and pretend to be a 12 year old boy. Right. Mm -hmm. And she didn't recognize that. Yeah. 
She didn't recognize that there was a problem with the fact that she had to pretend that she was a 12-year-old boy. Right. In order to even be able to play games online without being harassed, without taking headshots, without being sexually harassed, without, you know, having, you know, all these horrible things happen to her. Yeah. And I think that, and that's a good point about like what the, uh, that's a good articulation of what I'm trying to say, which is I want to play as a woman, and I recognize that there's problems with that on the intellectual <coughs> level, on the on the community level, on all of the different levels. There's problems with that, but I enjoy it. I identify with it. It's part of who I am. It's part of my personality. And I'm not I want you to know ashamed. you just got your ass kicked by a woman. <laughs> right. <Yep. laughs> I'm not going to be ashamed of it. I'm not going to be ashamed of it, you know? And I, I think that's where my biggest struggle is with being a girl gamer is because there's feminists who don't think that you should play that way. There are women who don't think you should play that way. There are boys who harass you if you play that way. And I just, that's not, I, I enjoy playing and embracing the fact that I'm a woman. So you know, so wh- whether that's good or bad, I'm sure it's awful according to some people, but it's, yeah. you know, that's an important part of my identity as a gamer. I think one of the biggest things for me, too, is like I was actually just talking to someone about this right before we were podcasting, but is the biggest thing for me is like having the mentality that, oh, we should just like, and that's not what you're saying, but oh, we should just ignore it or we should just go online and pretend like that's not what we're doing, like that we're not a woman playing. Like that's creating or perpetuating the issues that we have to talk about. (laughs) Well, if you want to go outside at night, just put on jeans and pull a sweatshirt hoodie up over your head and then you won't get raped. Yeah. You might get shot, but you won't get raped. That's right. Yeah, it's it's like, no, I'm sorry. Just because other people are assholes and douchebags and violent doesn't mean that I'm going to change how I feel comfortable playing, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what it means for me to be a girl gamer. It's constantly struggling between these multiple sites um, of people who are your allies and people who aren't your allies. Um, But within all of that, like, I don't feel comfortable pretending to be a boy or playing like a boy. That's just not part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think along the same lines of that for me, like the one thing that I was thinking about the most of like what I was going to actually say is that the largest part about it for me is that even when I was, even when I was little, I knew it was something that, and, and maybe this isn't like PC to say, but it set me apart from the other girls that I surrounded myself with. And in a way, I'm glad you it, said that. I'm glad. You- <laughs> like it makes me, it made me feel good that I was one of the like few girls that I knew who wasn't accepting the gender roles that were assigned to me. I think we get taught to feel bad about what that exact thing that you just said, um, and because I think sometimes it does manifest in, well, I hate girls, so I'm one of the guys. I think that's right. People, that's why it's. The, the, the attitude of, well, I'm glad this sets me apart is gets like looked down upon by feminists because it often turns into hatreds towards women, mm-hmm. but it's a natural feeling, right? Like to be in a room and to be, to be in a room of people playing games and you're the only girl, like that can be, at least it's not a source of shame, right? It's gotta be, you have to notice it. Right. And it can be right. a pride. 
And, and when you use it to say, well, I don't want other girls to join, that's when it becomes a problem. But I think, I don't know, maybe Sam has a different opinion, but I think that's a natural feeling to have. Definitely. And I think also too, that it was never, it was never a moment of like, cause you know, one of the biggest things is that women do hate on each other a lot just for no, no really good reason. And I think the biggest thing for me was never that it was something that I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm better than the other girls. And I would rather just hang out with guys or something like that. It turned into more so like, no, you know what? I like to play video games. It sets me apart from my friends, just like them, like, you know, having artistic or something. Right. Exactly. Like it never was something where I was like, I'm better than these other girls. It was just something that I was like, you know what? This makes me unique in my group of friends. I'm the girl gamer. Like, and, and I know that like, like what you were saying, that there's a lot of things that are probably wrong with those statements, but it was definitely something that allowed me to feel <laughs> like, um, God, what did she, what did she say in Lollipop Chainsaw? Their mom taught them to love their vaginas. vagina, (laughs) Like it was something like for me, I was like, you know what? I'm a girl. I have a vagina. I'm playing video games and I'm proud of all of it. (laughs) Sort of like a source of a rebellion or bucking the system or giving the middle finger to people who say you're supposed to be a particular way. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I don't think there is either. And certainly some people would say it's not PC, I imagine. Some people would be, you know. Right, but with everything we say, we can't make everyone happy, so. Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. That was pretty cool. I like that idea, though. I mean, I think probably for me, gosh, is that going to be the difficult one? (laughs) Oh, weird. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Alex is about to get a metal sock needle through the eye. Um, see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying, Nicole? I do. I do. I've seen it in person, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen me. I hope you haven't seen me get a needle through the eye. In- <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, no, no. Let's hear. Video games made me violent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Talk about not being PC. <laughs> you know what? I think what kind of what one of the most interesting things for me as a um, a woman gamer has been the struggles that I have in game even. Yep. Um, and not with other people, but with the games and the narratives. Yeah. And let me explain what I mean. Um. I'm very particular about certain things. For example, mystery novels for me are a guilty pleasure. I didn't know that. Yes, mystery novels for me are a guilty pleasure. Like uh like Agatha Christie? Yes, like Agatha Christie. Or others, but let me explain. Several things about my guilty pleasures. They have to have a female protagonist. So, I mean, and I used to read others, but then what I find is that usually the male detectives in the detective novels, because they're supposed to be so hard boiled, mm-hmm. are misogynistic and always, always, always homophobic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't read those <laughs> anymore. Um, I learned that early on. Um, so I look for female protagonists and... I cannot read um, 
the ones that have, and they, okay, I don't say I don't read ones that have heterosexual female protagonists, but I usually don't read the ones that have heterosexual female protagonists because at some point in that story, in that novel, it becomes less about the case and more about some budding romantic relationship that she has with like the chief of police Mm -hmm. or the, you know, the ex-husband of the woman who just got killed or the brother of, or so it becomes more of this heterosexual love story, which I have no interest in. That's right. I don't begrudge other people their heterosexual love, (laughs) but I have no interest in reading about it for 250 pages. (laughs) Well, and the, my my hunch is too is that those stories are so oversaturated that it would just be yeah it gets annoying even for someone who who is inclined to enjoy heterosexual love interests <laughs> um, it gets, but it's only an it's inclination boring and it undercuts the story mm-hmm. and it's just it's annoying sometimes for sure yeah I, I don't think that's a yeah so and the same thing goes for my video games. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, when the only love option is a heterosexual one, pisses me off. I have no interest. I don't want to play a heterosexual woman. That is not me. Yeah. Um, in the same way that in many cases, I don't want to play a man. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play a heterosexual woman because one, I'm not a man. Two, I'm not a heterosexual woman. That's right. You know, so, you know, give me options or remove the option altogether. That's right. And role-playing games especially are about role-playing. And if you can't see yourself at all in those characters, it's not all that fun. Yeah, and it totally totally loses the exact element that they want you to feel. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, I mean, that's kind of been my my biggest thing and hardest thing dealing with as, you know, in terms of being a woman gamer is being able to see myself in the game, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know... It comes down to we need more female characters, right? And we need more female characters that have some kind of malleability, yep. right? And they are not stuck in these kind of rigid roles. Yes. Um, and, you know, and the same thing goes for, you know, why people say, you know, they want to be able to, you know, that's why to me it's even, it's more, well, I won't say more of a problem. It pisses me off you know, to be hit on by guys online, um, not just because I don't want to be hit on, because if I was heterosexual, I still wouldn't want to be hit on. Uh But I don't want to be hit on by a guy because I don't want to be hit on by a guy. Right. Right? And, you know, I was like, you know, so I don't, you know, at the same time, you don't want to say, well, I want to be hit on you because I'd rather be hit on by your sister than (laughs) you. But, I mean, just, you know, that brings up a whole other set set of issues. But it's just crazy. Right. It's crazy. So it becomes a lot about who I am as a person and that a lot of who I am as a gamer revolves around who I am as a person. I also don't like being hit on kid by kids because I'm old enough to be their mother. <laughs> That's creepy. I just had a really creepy like shiver go through. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough though. Like, I'm 21. Yeah, I'm still old enough to be your mother. Um. But you know what? That's a big thing with even for me, too, is a lot of the times I get sick of playing online because of the amount of, like, guys who are like, oh, you are playing games. Well, that must mean that you don't have a boyfriend, and obviously you need me in your life. 
Oh yeah. And no, so like, like it show me a picture of your boobs. Yeah, exactly. You got a camera, color your panties. Like I don't yep. have any interest in that. And I am interested in the like, well, obviously because I have a boyfriend, I'm not looking, but like I'm interested in the heterosexual interaction, but finding it through video games is the most asinine thing I've ever heard of in my entire life, no matter who you are. Like why like it through online interaction with games. Like playing with someone is great. Awesome. Do that. But hitting on some girl and trying to get her to show you a picture of her boobs like that, that turns me away from... Do you think it's ever worked? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Do you think any girl's like, oh, oh, all right. Yes, because there are girls that go on there for the attention. Yeah. Don't say that. But it's true. I've played with girls who will have know. that well, are let's, like let's not say go on boobs and... Uh, slutty McSlut Slut is their, their gamer tag. I mean, they're looking for attention. Let's not say attention. Let's say they're going on for a particular type of social interaction. Yes. Which there's nothing wrong with that. People want different types of social interaction. Right. Right. I mean, and, and women should be able to do that thing. But then at the same time, they also have to be aware of the fact that by doing that kind of thing, they are, all, they are doing other women a disservice yep. in that those are the expectations that these idiots online now have for all women. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, becomes... You're never going to be able to get, get away from something like that. You just, I mean, you know, you just won't, but it does, it doesn't help anything. That doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it either. And it right. doesn't, oh, definitely. doesn't mean we shouldn't try to get away from it. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Right. Because I'm never going to show somebody on Xbox live my panties. Me either. I, what a, I what a strange boobs. request. I understand the boobs and stuff, but panties? Like, why Why do you want to look at my panties? <laughs> it's like, why? Why? <laughs> why the panties? Oh. I don't know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I was very... I think your guys' answers are very interesting because I thought it was very straightforward like yeah I'm a girl I like to play games it means I'm awesome <laughs> yeah about it a little bit more than I did I guess well it's not necessarily that it's just that the environment that at least I'm in and I'm sure Sam is in a particular environment as well makes me highlight different things when I'm playing you know there's different things right. that I'm paying attention to definitely and, you know, one of the interesting things is, is that now, <clears throat> for some reason, um, even even though I'm interviewing research interns now to replace my awesome research intern from last year, uh-huh. um, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and for some reason, other people who are not interviewing for the position but are and are not necessarily in games have also came up to me in yep. the last couple of days and talked to me about games. Um, women, because they think fig- they kind of figured out finally that you know we do this gaming thing and that not your mama's gamer exists. Well, because clearly we need to put that out there more because there are women in our department that don't even know this exists. Really? Um, yeah, oddly. Hmm. Yeah, there there really are. Someone was like, "How come no academics, uh, no academic women blog?" And I was like, "Oh." Oh, like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been blogging a while, and she goes, like, oh, my God, I totally forgot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, we're not really an academic blog. <laughs> and, um, but, I mean, so there's all this, all this interesting stuff. 
But a lot of women are still ashamed of the fact that they game and they try to hide this fact. Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of it, I think, revolves around the fact that they feel like they need some kind of community of like beings in order to kind of come out. Yeah. It is a very much a coming out activity for them. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a service that we need to provide in many ways for other women, for other gamers. I figured that. Because you shouldn't be stuck playing games in your house by yourself and not talking about games with other women, right? And being able to talk about the fact that, you know, you don't play this game or play that game because you're constantly harassed or you would even like to just get together and and party up with other like-minded human beings, not just women, yeah. where you don't have to worry about being harassed every now and then. Yeah. Right? Um, so I think that that's, you know, definitely something, it becomes a sense of, and I think Alex has said this before in terms of, of me thinking that I have a moral obligation to others to make the world a better place. Yeah. I also feel like I have a moral obligation to make gaming a better activity for a lot of women. Yeah. Um, you know, we need to make folks aware of the inequalities that exist so that we can try to make a change, one. But in the meantime, we also need to build a community, um, a build a community where people can operate in a safe space. Mm -hmm. right yep absolutely so that's my moral obligation that's my high horse that's my soapbox that's where i am i can jump on that high horse yeah that's not i don't that's a pretty reasonable high horse soapbox yeah otherwise what's the point you know if we're not making a difference we're not making things better for people that we care about what's the point uh, navel gazing That doesn't happen in academia. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> never. Okay. Um, well, what we should also remind folks of, and that's our issue of the week, unless you ladies have any kind of closing parting words. Uh-uh. Nope. Mm-mm. That was a good, good thought to end on. Uh, yeah. We should also remind people that Extra Life is coming up. Oh, I forgot. Yay! The 24-hour gaming marathon to raise money for uh, the Children's Miracle Network. Get ready for some new videos. Well, ho-ho, extra lives coming. (laughs) October 20th is the the primary date for Extra Life this year. Um, And as always, if October 20th doesn't work for you, you can choose a different date. Um, and go from there. Um, we have, we here at Purdue have a, a group of gamers that we call gamers all. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've done it for two years running and I imagine we'll be doing it again. Mm -hmm. (coughs) And we generally live stream the activities that go on in the room and the hilarity against against better judgment (laughs) against better judgment (laughs) and usually about 10 minutes after we start the stream somebody's parent will call their phone and say you "You guys are cussing a lot you (laughs) know you're recording audio too right (laughs) oh god that's really funny no i don't let my parents listen to these things (laughs) 
Well, if your parents have any sort of illusion that uh, illusion that you don't cuss or you know do the other, so that, that barrier needs to be broken. Maybe do your parents know that you do this. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, you just don't tell them where it exists. I just don't. I just don't let them listen to it because then they'll hear me. <laughs> Fair enough. They, they go to the site. They just don't know how to download podcasts. And I will not help them figure it out. Uh, nice. Reasonable. <laughs> okay, so get ready for Extra Life, folks. Uh, get your teams together. Start getting sponsors. Um, and get ready to game for 24 hours. It is definitely an experience, to say the very least. It's so fun. And I can't make it. We should Skype me there the whole time. All right. <laughs> we can Skype you in the whole time. Heck yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have our deals for broke-ass gamers. We've got a couple of interesting things this week. Right now, going on on Steam, we have the Midweek Madness. Um, if you have not yet purchased uh, the season pass for The Walking Dead, it's 40% off on Steam right now. I think it's what fourteen ninety nine. Yep. Um, you get all five episodes. Two episodes are already out. I am waiting, waiting, waiting for the third one. It's it is actually a whole lot of freaking fun. Um, don't miss out on that one. Um, the British indie bundle on Steam is you get seven games for ten bucks. Can't miss. Can't can't go wrong with that one. Mm -hmm. um, the indie royale bundle. Um, which is one of the like it's like the uh, the alternate uh, humble bundle kind of game mm -hmm. um, where the price changes constantly. Um, if people continue to pay the 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 average, the price goes up a little bit every time. If people pay above the average, the price starts to go down. Um, I should have waited until today. The price has gone down pretty substantially since I, know, I, I paid that. for it. Um, it's now uh, five dollars and four cents. And the wow. Indie Royale bundle um, has, I think, six games in it right now. And if you pay like a the premium price, which last I checked was like eight bucks, you also get um, a soundtrack from one of the uh, from another one of the games. It's eight bucks, yeah. Yep. And uh, one of the games in the Indie Royale bundle is Analog: A Hate Story, which you have definitely got to check out. It's got a strong feminist bent. It's like Ooh. an interactive novel yeah you gotta definitely check that one out it is worth the price of, of the package alone because if you buy it a lot of hate stories separate on this on their site right now i think it's 10 bucks um but you buy it for five dollars give a little extra make the price go down if you buy it for six bucks you get you still get five other games and you get us you still save four dollars yeah it's yeah. really awesome. And I, our seemingly favorite Kotaku writer, Patricia Hernandez, did an article on Analog. Oh, did she? Oh, that's Ooh. cool. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. So, so those are definitely our uh, deals of the week for broke-ass gamers. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, uh, you know, here's, a, here's the best deal for broke-ass gamers. Check out Slender. It's free. Yeah, it's free. You go to Parsec... P-A-R-S-E-C productions dot com or dot net, one of the two, slash slender. And I tell you that because I've, I've heard from folks that they wanted to play the game, uh, but it uh, they had trouble finding it. Oh. 
So that's hmm. how you find it. There it is. There you go. There it is. Okay. So that's about it for the week, that's right. folks. Um, we look forward to you hearing, seeing you hearing, you hearing us next week, right? We also want to hear from you. So if you want to send us email with questions or comments or suggestions, feel free to email us at nymgamer at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Not Your Mama's Gamer and see announcements of not only when the new podcasts come out, but also when new blog posts come up. And we're going to have some new blog posts soon, aren't we, ladies? Yeah. Yay! I still have out there I never posted. I know. And we both have Gen Con ones to write, so there'll be lots up this week. There'll be lots up this week. Um, we also, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at NYMGamer. Um, and as always, the blog is NYMGamer.com. Um, where you can see, um, you know, not only our blog posts and, and uh, find our podcasts, but you can also get download those from iTunes. So you can just describe, subscribe, describe, subscribe <laughs> on iTunes. Have more coffee, Sam. That 30-ounce iced coffee wasn't enough. Um, <laughs> subscribe on iTunes. But you can also see videos that we occasionally post. Um we just did a lollipop chainsaw kind of walkthrough. It's not the entire game. God, no, it wouldn't be the entire game. But it's about the first hour of the game where we have a conversation while we do a, while we uh, look at a playthrough or do a playthrough of lollipop chainsaw. And I've been corrected because I posted that it was the first it was the first walkthrough conversation we had done. And then somebody um, called me out and told me, no, no. it was the second. Yeah, we did a <laughs> yeah. Johnson. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we did Johnson. No, we did not do Johnson. Gotcha fucking Hotspur. We did Garcia fucking Hotspur. Um, and that is not the name of that game. And you just the made us Shadows of the Shadows of the Damned. Shadows of the Damned. Sorry. So, and those are actually a lot of fun. We should do more walkthroughs um, and conversations. Um, so we should definitely, uh, think about that. Um, and there's all kinds of fun stuff from time to time. We will also stream any multiplayer matches that we play. Um, and there's a little nice little video box on the side that shows when that happens. And I think actually, if you click through, you can see, um, the last one that we did when Alex and I did, we had that huge Civ five, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Civ five game going. That's fun. Uh, well, it's a fun for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not we saying anything love you. because he still gets pissed at me from time to time. I know. <laughs> That's okay. He told one of the new kids that I didn't play fair and I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm a little competitive. Go figure. Yeah. We all are. Did you see, did you see Emily playing Munchkin with us, man? Oh, uh, that was a good. That was a new side to her, but she let you live. That was her fault. That's right. I still, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, and as always, there are Not Your Mama's Gamer t-shirts to be had. I'm giving those damn things away for Christmas this year, I swear. <laughs> Buy the freaking t-shirts. <laughs> Buy a freaking t-shirt. Uh, and uh, I guess that's about it. Yeah. So until next time, uh, feel free to follow us. Keep up with us. Um, you know, stay sane as the semester begins. Um, stay cool or warm, depending on your climate. That's Get right. ready for extra life. And if you are not yourself going to participate in game, we will put up a link so that you can sponsor us. Mm-hmm. Yay! Um, <laughs> we did. We've done pretty good the last few years. Yeah, we have done pretty good the last couple of years. 
um, and raised a couple thousand dollars. I think each time, just with our just with our small just group our of group. like eight or ten folks, yeah. we raised a couple thousand dollars every year. Um, <clears throat> so we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, and for our respective Children's Miracle Network hospitals, mm-hmm. I raise money for Riley Children's Hospital, and I think so do you. That's right. I think all, I think most of us do, right? Yeah, most of us, except for Emily, she raises the one for the her, the hospital in Oklahoma uh, where uh, she lives. Sure. Uh, uh, but uh, we raise money for Riley Children's Hospital. I do because that's where P had her uh, plastic surgery on her hand when she was a child, and they did it before they knew she was going to get paid, before she was officially a blackman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So they have a warm spot in my heart. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so you know that's always a great thing. Um. So check out. We'll post a link. Um. And you'll be able to sponsor us if you so choose. And we'll beg for more money for Children's Miracle Network as the as the weeks go on. Yes, we will get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Remind you early and often. Uh. <laughs> so take care. And as always, game on. Game on. Game on. Game on.